Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of my first season, because it's not often you get to interview a student at the university where you work, which is Concordia University in the Gina Cody School of Engineering and Computer Science in Montreal, Quebec, and who just happened to win a bronze medal at the Beijing Winter Olympics. The closing ceremony was held this past Sunday, February 20th, and this very special student athlete has agreed to come on and tell us what it was like attending her first of what will be many, many Winter Olympic appearances, I am sure. So please help me welcome back to my first season, bronze medal winner in mixed teams aerials, the amazing, the wonderful Marion Tenot. Marion, ça va toi? Ça va très bien, toi? <laughs> ah, merci beaucoup. Comme j'ai dit avant, on est très, très fiers de toi au Concordia, au Québec et au Canada. Merci beaucoup hein, pour venir ici. Et ça me fait plaisir. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming. And I'll translate a bit it. We're saying how we're very, very proud of uh, Marion, a student in aerospace engineering in the Gina Cody School of Engineering and Computer Science. So, wow, are you, uh, are you tired? Do you have jet lag coming from China? I am. I okay. am tired. <laughs> so what, 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 time, what time is it for you now? <laughs> well, honestly, I'm quite confused. I think I'm more tired of the travel days. We had like a very long travel home and I have not slept a lot during those two days. So I'm still recovering from that, but it's okay. I have time now. <laughs> do, you know, did you, do you know how much time, like how many hours it took you to fly there? Like all together? Did you calculate it or you didn't want to know? I mean... I would say around 40 hours because I know Ugh. I spent two nights in airplanes. So, uh, so I, it was a good two days. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> can you, can you sleep sitting down on an airplane? Is it possible? I'm getting quite good at it. Okay. I'm actually getting better. <laughs> okay. I'm getting better, <laughs> but I've been quite lucky in the, in a way because of COVID often our flights are almost empty. So I've got like full rows to myself and that helps a oh, lot. <laughs> nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you came on the first time, basically you had won, you explained how you won the, you know, the gold cup, uh, the world cup in Almaty. Okay. Yeah. So uh, going, so about how much preparation did you have to do before you left for China? Like in terms of, I don't know, I guess paperwork and whatnot. Was there a lot of that or uh, they just send you your tickets and, and you're ready to go? Or did you, did you have to do a lot of preparation before you left? It was a lot of paperwork. <laughs> a oh, lot. Really? Okay. And it's, <laughs> and it's because of COVID. Like, otherwise, like my coach has been to like, I think seven Olympics, either as an athlete or as a coach. And he said that these ones were definitely the most complicated ones on that side. But we were at the same time lucky that they did happen considering everything that was going on. So there was a lot of COVID testing and then just make sure that we could enter China and then enter the village and then just have all our information registered in like a big database so they could like follow us. And it was like literally, like, I don't know, five or six different forms just to get to the airport and get into the country. But once we were in the village, then it was so simple because when you enter the closed loop, uh, all the work is done and then you just have your games experience. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask you. So what's it like stepping into your first, your first Olympic village? What's it like? What's that feeling like? Well, it was kind of a relief, honestly, for me, because like the months before the games were so stressful because I did not want to catch COVID. I did not want to get injured. And I really just wanted to go there so bad that I was kind of scared that anything would happen to me. But the moment I stepped in the village, it's kind of like I made it there. <laughs> so I was relieved and I was really happy. It, I mean, it's amazing. I remember driving from the airport to the village and then you see like these huge Olympic rings and then you're like, okay, 
this is happening. It's real. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of have to, you have to pinch yourself to make sure it's real. Like you're really there. Yeah, definitely. Like it's, I mean, you've dreamt about it for so long and now it's happening and you're just, it took me a while to even realize what was happening to me. And I'm not even sure I realize now. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you took a lot, lots of picture and video to remember it. <laughs> I did. I did. Okay, now, when you get there, do they, someone I assume gives you your training program because if all the athletes need to uh, practice their aerials, I'm sure there's time slots allotted. So did you feel you had enough time to, or, e or each team had enough time, each country had enough time to practice? Yes. I mean, we got there quite early. So we had like two or three days of just getting acquainted to the village, knowing where things are and just getting uh, also used to the jet lag. So that was very good just to get used to the, the village in the country. And then we had three days of training before the team event. And it's a wonderful site. Like it was not a site that was hard to get used to. And um, we had, we were so lucky with the weather for the, these training days. We had beautiful days. Uh, there was a big wind wall, which made like on the side, there was basically no wind, which is, which makes a huge difference for us. So we, I had three really good training days and I really felt ready uh, the day of the comp. So we were very lucky uh, for the conditions and the site was just amazing. <laughs> Is the, okay, yeah, the wind wall. So is that, so is that uncommon to have? Like, like, I mean, I suppose when you do, you do your other championships, there's, there's not a wind wall, correct? Yeah, I had never seen one before. Okay. It was a, a first, yeah. And so did it really work? Did you not feel any, any wind at all when you're in the air? I mean, it did work. Of course, there was still wind, but I think that without the wind wall, we could not have jumped. Like, it's just such a windy area that if you wanted to do an aerials competition there you had to restrict the amount of wind that was getting there but see like on the qualification day like which in the end got postponed because of the weather because it was terrible yes like the wind was coming from the other side of the wind wall oh, <laughs> so the wind okay. walls didn't make any difference and okay. now it was so windy and so dangerous but all the other days the wind was coming from the side of the wind wall so we had like a little bit of wind, but nothing too crazy. Yeah, I was I was following you on social media, and I saw that yeah you had a delay because uh, was it a snowstorm that was happening? Yeah, it was. It was just we had no visibility, heavy snow, and a lot of wind, so really not ideal. <laughs> did it did it help after? Like, is the snow like here in, in Canada? Was it like a nice powder, or was it hard packed? Well, it's weird, but like it it doesn't snow a lot there. Like all the site was made of artificial yeah. snow. Yeah, that's what we thought and, was uh, yeah was strange because it's artificial yeah. mostly, and then here we are. Your your event is delayed because of a snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, everybody was told me like, oh yeah, it never snows in China, like here, blah blah. blah. And I was like, well, that did not apply today. <laughs> but wow. like it was a snowstorm, but it was mainly the visibility. Like that we did not have like a thirty centimeter snowstorm. It was maybe like ten max. And about how many days leading up to your the start of your events, like, did you have to practice? Was it in terms of hours like that each, like how, so Team Canada or whatever, how long did they have on the, on the practice jump? Uh, well, we have, we train with the other countries. So mm -hmm. we have like training groups. So we were training with Switzerland, Australia, US. Oh, really? Kazakhstan. 
Yeah. Oh, you're with all the party countries. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, they're all our friends. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. I, I thought I thought you'd go one country at a time. Okay. You take two hours, Canada, Switzerland. You okay, so you're really you're grouped by by countries. Okay. Yeah. And um, you wanna be a lot of athletes jumping at the same time because if the conditions change, like the more athletes go, the more data you have on the speed. So it's good to jump with other people. And it's also much more fun because we get to chat and we just live this experience together. And it's so much better when we're all together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. This mm-hmm. is okay. This is cool. And now the opening ceremonies. What's so what's, what's that like to attend? Well, I did not attend the opening. I only attended the closing. The closing? Because, yeah. Because when we got there, like the opening was the night after and we were all so jet lag. Oh, that's <laughs> had, right. Yeah, that's like, right. And we, <laughs> and we had to train like the day, not the day after, but the one afterwards. So we really wanted to make sure we were rested. And we had, like, if we had gone since we were in Jajaku, which was the furthest village from Beijing, it was like a four hour bus ride. And we would come back like in the middle of the night. So it was just not ideal for a training. So we just walked in our village with the other athletes that decided not to go. And we watched the rest on TV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. No, I, th- I think the last Olympics, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they were in Japan. I, and I think everyone was complaining about the beds. So everyone, I think, was fascinated with the beds in, in China. So were they were they good beds? Were they nice? I mean, I slept well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They, they were not bad like I just yeah I slept well and they, they had like different modes you can be like sitting mode zero gravity mode like it, they moved so that oh. was fun oh really oh wow okay. yeah that was cool but yeah I think they were good beds I like them <laughs> was there anything uh because I know you've traveled all around the world so but was there anything I don't know strange or cool that you saw in, in China in your time there or that they did something differently well I think you know, for the games, they really try to make the most normal environment possible for everyone around the world. And I was did not have the opportunity to go out of the village because we were in the closed COVID loop. But I'd say the strangest thing, well, there was like octopus uh, that we could eat in okay. the cafeteria, which I did not <laughs> didn't sure. feel like trying. Yeah, yeah, sure, and sure. All their snacks were pretty weird i don't know it's just not like that we have here it's kind of like you, weird cookies and stuff like that were you allowed to bring your <laughs> were you were you allowed to bring your own snacks at all or no yes yes okay and good. team canada <laughs> like team canada brought food from like just food we're used to so that was good okay <laughs> oh, great <laughs> so your your first event was the mixed team aerials correct yeah, yeah. And and this was a brand new event in Winter Olympics, right? It was at first. So who do you know? Like, does this does this take a long time to get a an event approved and cleared in Winter Olympics? Or was it just someone brings up the idea and they say, Yeah, we'll do it the next Winter Olympics, or does it have to go through this process? Do you know any of that 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 side of the story? Yeah, I, I don't know everything, but I know that. Like since aerials was already an event, it was not a completely new. So it didn't have to go through the demonstration process. It was already like a real event at, at its first games. And I also know that China were the one that made this event happen because China is, I mean, one of the strongest nations in aerials and they're very dominant usually. So they really pushed to have this team event at their in their home country for the Olympics. And they kind of were the ones that pushed and made it happen. And since it was in China, well, 
like it was easy for them to make it happen. So yeah, it was because of them and it was a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, but what I didn't know and maybe others didn't know as well, like you're saying they're a powerhouse in aerials, but when did this happen? Because I never would have guessed that. How long have they been good in this you know, discipline in aerials? I mean, for a pretty long time, like I know that really? Guzumantao, the mm-hmm. one who won our event, she is the aerialist with the most wins ever. Really? So she, yeah, she has like something like 27 or 28 wins. So she's like so dominant. And for the men's side, Ji Guangpu won this year, but there's all there's also a Jia Zhang who's like also really good. And I don't know from I don't know before me, but like they've always been so good all the time when I was there. <laughs> okay. No, I did not know that. I, I assumed it was, mm-hmm. you know, Canada, US and Switzerland, Australia. You know, I didn't know that it was so surprising for me. I mean, uh, maybe I haven't been following Winter Olympics that much as the summer, but yeah, it was a surprise. So so take me through the uh, the mixed team aerials. Uh, did you do it in terms of uh, heats or like how many tries do you get? How did it work to you know, get to the metal uh, podium? So we got there, we had three, no, four training jumps. And then, so round one, it just like, you literally have one chance. So everybody in the team is going to do one jump. And it's like team member one of each team and then team member two of each team and then three. So it alternates. And uh, then we do one jump and they just add up our scores. And then the top four teams are moving on to finals. And it was the first time that we moved on to finals. We had never made finals in team events in World Cups before. So we were pretty stoked about that. We all did a very, very nice jump in qualities. And then finals is the same thing. Every member of the team does one jump and they add up the scores. And yeah, we had to beat one team to make it to, make it to the podium. And we, bought, and we beat yeah, Switzerland. So we made it. It was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So can you describe the feeling of knowing that you've just won the medal? You're going home with a medal? Well, it was kind of crazy because at the same time, it was the first time I was jumping on the Olympic side. So it was a lot of emotion. Like I remember going for my jump, like it's the first year alone in the interim, like on the side. And that never happens because usually in training or even in World Cups, you're never alone. But at the Olympics, they make it like... (laughs) that it's your moment kind of and I was just standing there alone and there was like the Olympic rings everywhere and you know it's, it's your time to shine so it was crazy but at the same time so much fun and then after qualifications we were so happy and we were so ready to go and then in finals like I made a pretty big mistake and but the other team teams also made big mistakes but it was hard like to know where are we going to make it are we not and there was a lot of stress until everybody had jumped but once we like got a result it was just like we could not believe we did it it was insane we were like olympic medalists all of a sudden and it was just yeah i mean it was crazy literally <laughs> oh, yeah it must be it must be such an amazing feeling yeah that you worked something you worked hard for something for so long and then uh and then, wow, you get the result. Now, I'm sure you had enough time on the plane to think, where am I going to put this medal? So <laughs> I, th- I think I think you told me last time most of your uh, your parents display your, your medals and trophies. So is the uh, medal going to go with that? Or are you going to just keep, think... it, keep it on you when you go to school? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, for now, like I wear it 
a lot because like for interviews and stuff like that, yeah. it's nice to be able to show it. Sure. But I think it's going to be, it's going to go in my bookshelf. I have to, I have a place for it that I think is going to be nice. I'm going to showcase it in my room. <laughs> oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> then after next team aerials, then you start the individual event, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Can you take me through that? Walk me through that process? Yeah. I mean, the individual event was three days later. Yeah, three days later. And well, for qualification day, usually you do. A, so the format was you do two jumps. They take the best out of the two and the top 12 moves on to finals. And the finals was the next day where you do two jumps. They take the best out of the two and then they take the top six to in, onto super finals. And then you do one jump in super finals. But then we got there, we started training and the conditions were just so bad. And we just thought, this is crazy. Like we cannot do Olympic qualifications in that weather. Cause if the wind is that inconsistent, like you can just be so unlucky and get the wrong speed and just like literally crush your Olympic dreams because of that, because of something you cannot control. So we were just talking at the top and then Zumantao was the athlete rep. And like a few of the girls talked to her and we said, maybe we should not do qualies today. So she came to the coaches. They had a discussion. They said they, they delayed the conversation for 30 minutes and take a decision. But then we came back inside and we're like, there's no way it's getting better. Like the forecast was getting worse and worse. So they canceled it, which was crazy because I mean, you get ready for one of the most important competitions of your life. And then all of a sudden it's not happening. So, and we had no information of how it was going to work for the rest. So we just came back to the village, tried to rest as possible, uh, to rest as much as possible. And then they told us that the next day we would do qualities and finals but because of the format it would be like the biggest day of aerials I had ever done <laughs> like it's a lot of jumps so yeah we did the next day I felt really good though I was in a really good mindset and we did qualifications in like beginning of the afternoon I did a really nice jump for my first one and after the first jump they take the top six immediately to finals so I was qualified fifth so I could go and rest and I did a nap <laughs> oh, wow, and then okay. came back. Yeah, <laughs> because it was like such a big day and such intense emotions that since I had like two hours before finals, I like I napped, I visualized did my stuff and then came back out for finals. I fell on my first jump, which was a jump I was not like, I don't have as much experience on it, but like, I did a little mistake and I was pretty bummed about it, but I had one more chance. And then my second jump, I did a really nice one. So I was just so relieved because I would not have forgiven myself to mess up two jumps in a row. So yeah, it was a good jump. But then I was sixth after my jump and they took the top six and there was still Laura Peel up. And like, I mean, Laura is the reigning world champion and she's like my idol. And it was going to be either me or her in the final. So it was a pretty heartbreaking moment because, of course, I wanted to go. But at the same time, I know how good she is and I know I knew she deserved to win. <laughs> so and then she ended up doing a nice jump and then she bumped me into seventh place. But so I missed the super final, which was kind of sad. But at the same time, like 
I did my job. I did a really nice jump and the level was just so high because everybody was throwing down huge tricks and it was amazing to watch at the same time. So I was sad I didn't make it to the top six, but at the same time, I jumped well under like the most pressure I've ever been on. And I watched the other girls do so well. So it was like a lot of mixed emotions, but overall I was so happy. Well, yes. And, and in case people don't know or haven't listened to your first episode yet, you're, you're, only, you're only 21 years old, correct? Yes. And you only started this sport five years ago, correct? Roughly? Yeah, in 2017. Yes. So this in itself is, is amazing. I mean, I, I don't even know how many. I mean, I, I'm, are we going to see you in 2026 in Italy? Oh, well, that's the goal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which, yes. I, I, yeah, it's going to be, I'm told it's going to be, it's going to be hosted in two different cities in Italy, which is also the first time, like the opening and closing ceremonies, I'm told will be, you know, one will be held in Milan and the other in uh, Cortina d'Ampezzo, which is pretty cool. So, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, so to get even like seventh in the world in your first Winter Olympics, only 21, I found, I find pretty amazing. Don't you? I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, I jumped like I could, like, and I worked so hard to get there and I was proud of my jumps. And I think that's the most important thing. Like I like left the air site knowing that I was proud of myself and I was happy with my performance. So, so yeah, I mean, the, and I think it's so cool to watch your teammates, like from all around the world, throw down like huge jumps with a high degree of difficulty and just nailing them because it's so inspiring at the same time and it makes me want to do what they do because I'm still so new to the sport like you said and I think I have a lot more to give so I think it was just such a motivating and inspiring experience for me this is awesome yeah no we are so so (laughs) proud of you (laughs) this is incredible thank you (laughs) do you have a next competition already lined up or do you have like enough time to rest like a couple of months or do you know what you're are are you taking summer school or do you know what you're doing? Uh, I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, we were supposed to go to Russia uh, for, there was like two World Cups left for the tour. Yes. But then because of all the political tensions and what's happening in Russia and Ukraine, uh, it was kind of a risk to go to Russia because as Canadians, like you still represent your country and our country are not agreeing with Russia right now. So it was kind of a risk and we decided that it was not worth it, that we would not engage in that competition, which was pretty heartbreaking because I mean, I want to compete and I want to do the best I can and to not even have the opportunity to do it is kind of sad. But at the same time, I think it was the safest option for us and the best decision to do so I came back home and instead I have only one more competition left it's the Canadian championships that are in like a week and a half uh, and where? then where uh, in Quebec City like in oh, okay. Magouport. oh really yeah oh, okay oh nice yeah so that's gonna be fun it's gonna like of course it's like local and we all the next generation is there and we come back from the games and they're just so happy to have us and I think it's going to be a cool event for them to jump with us and uh, yeah I think it's just going to be nice to jump at home a little bit and then I'm I'm going to take a few weeks of rest and then yeah in May I have school again and then I start training again and we're off for another four-year cycle (laughs) okay wow (laughs) Now let's get back to the closing ceremonies. 
So uh, what? So now you're able to go to the closing ceremonies. Is that that must be a, some cool spectacle, huh? With all those athletes from around the world. Just, I mean, the photos looked amazing. So did, did you have a good time there? Yeah, it was so fun. Mm. It was so funny because it's really like rare that you're dressed exactly like hundreds of people. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, well, thank thank God they gave you nice uh, nice uniforms to wear, though. You know, because yeah, we yeah <laughs> we were really good looking, but it was so weird, just like taking the bus there and walking with the whole Canadian team, like hundreds of people wearing exactly the same thing was pretty funny. And then in the stadium, like the business, it's just like bigger than life. I mean, so huge. And it's so, yeah, it was, you feel so tiny in the middle of this, but at the same time, it's such a special moment. Like it was really like a celebration of what we just accomplished. And for everyone, we were kind of, makes it like we were relieved we were happy and we were just enjoying being in that huge stadium with all these countries and like like I said like we're all friends with the other countries so we kind of lived that together you know it was cool and then after walking in the middle of the stadium we could have watched the rest of the the closing ceremony which was pretty cool because they had this recap of the games and I was so happy because I was in it (laughs) (laughs) and uh, there was also like a video from Milano Cortina for 2026 which all made us really want to (laughs) go and it was just so inspiring like we left there and we were just like ready to keep jumping and keep pushing and becoming better oh this is cool Wow. Mm -hmm. So happy. And uh, yeah, so yeah, in case they don't, everyone doesn't know, you are an aerospace student in Gina Cody School of Engineering Computer Science. So not only are you, (laughs) you doing a very, you know, just went to Olympics and doing very hard events, you're also in one of the hardest programs in the university. (laughs) So so you don't, you don't make anything easy on yourself, I see. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope. Okay. (laughs) I guess so summer one, you're going to start taking courses and then, uh, and then on to the next, where, do you know where the next one will be? After May, the next competition? Is it already set in stone? Uh, well, I mean, this summer is usually like really a lot of training, but we're going to go in the US because our facility here is not built yet because we did not have enough funding. That bronze medal is going to help a lot for that. So we're very happy that we're going to have a ramp probably next December, but one after. But for now, we're going to have to go to the U.S. And like we train there, but we also do like some water ramp competitions together just to keep the competitive spirit alive. And then I don't know what the World Cup circuit is going to look like next year, but I know that there is world championships in Georgia. So that's going to be a a big event for next year. And I'm going to try to... um, to work on new tricks and try to increase my degree of difficulty for the next few years. So it's going to be a lot of work in the next few months, like looking ahead at that. Where, when you train in the States, uh, where, uh, where do you go? We go to Park City, Utah. Oh, wow. Nice. It's nice there. I hear. It's beautiful. I love it. Honestly, we were there in the last summer and it was amazing. Like the facility itself is great. Like they use the Olympic park from, 20, uh, 2002, the mm-hmm. games in Salt Lake. So they had they had like a lot of funding and they had this beautiful water ramp facility. And it's just so cool because like me and my teammates do rock climbing as well. And it's like paradise for rock climbing. So either like we go jumping and then on our days off, we go climbing. And then on our weeks off, we just go road trip. And like last 
summer we went to Grand Canyon and we went to Moab and it's just like so cool experiences that we get to like work hard but then on our week offs see beautiful landscapes and live this ex these experiences that I would not live if it was not for Ariel so I just had so much fun and I'm really excited to go back <laughs> okay no I didn't know you did rock climbing so that's uh how long yeah. how long have you been doing that I mean I'm not really good at it but I just really like it I started like maybe two years ago just as like a side hobby and I think it's just so nice because it takes my mind off aerials when I need it and you're outside and you're just with friends. And I think it's a really nice kind of escape for me. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So now is there anything I've uh, forgotten to ask you about the, about your winter Olympic experience? I don't, I don't want to let you go unless did we cover it? I don't want to let you go unless I forgot, you know, there's something you wanted to say or something I forgot to ask you. Uh, Oh, I think that covers it a lot. I think one of the things I would add also was like that it's crazy because the Olympics are such a huge event and like we basically do the same things as we do every single year. <laughs> but now like the world is watching and the world is caring kind of. So it's kind of an added pressure that is really weird. But at the same time, it allowed me to have so much fun. And I think like give such a good visibility to my sport like me and my teammates so I was really happy with that and I hope that we made aerials a little bit cool for everyone <laughs> you did you did <laughs> <Trust me. laughs> yes we're very very proud of you Marion well okay. thank you <laughs> all right everyone so that was Marion Tonneau Gina Cody School of Engineering and Peter Science Aerospace student from Sherbrooke, Quebec. So I, I really hope you come back in 2026. Just let me to, to tell me how it was in, in Milan. So my fingers are crossed. I'm going to stay in touch with you. <laughs> <laughs> can't, get, can't get rid of me that easy. Okay. <laughs> and I want to thank you so much again for uh, for coming on the show and, uh, and, and sharing your experience and your time with us. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. It was my pleasure. All right, everyone, that was Marion Tenot, bronze medal winner in the Winter Olympics Beijing Mixed Teams Aerials. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Say bye, Marion. Bye-bye.